Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Shoots and scores! There's 50 from the right circle! Harris in the pocket, he's throwing, and he's going down the rail. He's got a man open, it is complete, and he's going the distance. Inside the five, touchdown Eskimos! Ricky Collins Jr. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 6.30 Chad. Next opponent for your Edmonton Oilers, the New Jersey Devils. That's tomorrow night. The Devils scoreless with Philadelphia with about seven and a half minutes left in the first period. Canadians lead the Sabres 2-1 after one. Joel Armia, both goals for the Canadians. Kings and Canucks coming up later tonight. Baseball playoffs. This is a record that might stand for a while. The St. Louis Cardinals scored 10 runs in the top of the first inning. Game five against Atlanta. Game five of the best at five. It's into the top of the ninth, and the Cardinals are up 13-1. They got 10 in the first, one more in the second, and... Two more in the third. Talk about a good start. Braves got one back in the fourth. It is 13-1. The other deciding game tonight in the National League, Washington and the Dodgers, they will start in about half an hour. Uh, hey, you may have heard the Edmonton Oilers are 3-0. and Yurcho and then Klepbaum raked it away from him, and here's Neal on the counter to Yurcho. Right circle, back to Neal. One-timer score! He's got four! It's the first four-goal game of his career for the real deal. His name is James Neal. 5-1 Edmonton! Quite a start for James Neal. Six goals in three games after having seven all of last season. So the Oilers out of the gate. They have yet to lose. Zach Cassian. There's still so much hockey left, but but it it gives us roots. It gives us roots to grow on. It gives us roots that we can work on as a team and and fix the things we want to fix. But it gives us all roots of, to have confidence, have confidence in each other, have confidence in our line mates. Everyone's playing uh, valuable minutes. Everyone's doing their job, and it's good to see results early because when everyone buys in like that, normally that's when teams are formed, and that's when you start winning hockey games. Love that statement there, roots to grow. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad Kelly Rudy, former NHL goaltender, now broadcaster, joins us every week here on Inside Sports. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Reed. I just walked into my hotel room in the beautiful city of Dallas. All right. Well, thanks for making time for us after a day of travel. Love having you on the show. And I, that was Zach Cassian after the game last night and you know what does a three and zero start mean well it's good you can't you can't do better we'll see how where they go from here but i loved how he said that it, it gives us roots to grow i think that's a great way to look at it well that's a that's a fantastic way to uh make that statement in the in the sense that a lot of people use the word foundation 
And and that's a good word. That's an appropriate word. I think it, it you get the meaning of it. But I do like roots. That's a little different take on it. And uh, a chance to grow, it, it, that's a real nice uh, slogan. I like it. I might use that now. I might uh, start to use that. It's excellent. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Rob and I did calls after the game, and, and we had a couple people oh, quit planning the parade, and and uh, they haven't beat anybody good. And we said, look, we're not planning a parade. All I know is they've played three games. They weren't perfect. But most coaches will tell you they, they'd sooner, and most players, I'm sure, will tell you, Kelly, you would have been in this situation, they would they would say we'd sooner have an off night and win than play perfectly and lose because it just the whole environment around the team the attitude at practice winning's always better i've never i've never heard an athlete say oh i'm fine with losing because i played pretty well i mean you might say that that might help you in the next game but i've never heard an athlete say oh i can i can accept this loss because because we played pretty good hey i'll i'll tell you a great example of it uh for anybody that was uh, at Rogers uh, Arena and or watch the game Saturday when L.A. was in uh, Edmonton and uh, you guys won 6-5. And did you see the reaction of Mike Smith after the, the win? Yeah, I did. He, I was watching him at right? night. Right? So that tells you everything about you, you don't, you're not always going to be at your best, but a win is a win and it's extremely important. I, I love uh, seeing his emotion. I, in fact, I tried. I wanted to show a post game on Hockey Night. We just didn't have time, but uh, that just told. I, I want to use the uh, that as kind of like a learning tool for kids out there. Listen, you're not going to stop 34 and only let in one every single night. Some nights it's not going to be great. He gave up two goals by playing the puck. It wasn't a uh, work of art, but he got the win, and that that was important to me. How he showed that emotion. So I'm with you. You know, they're not all works of art, but a win's uh, what you're shooting for, and if you get it. Even if it's an ugly one, it's still as rewarding as a 3 nothing shutout. Mike Smith's such an interesting player to watch because of how he can get out there and move the puck. And he's held court with his defensemen at practice and kind of had a talk session with them. And I'm sure they're discussing positioning and and here's the thing, Mike's Mike's not going to change. He, he's a very unique goaltender. I mean, a lot of goalies handle the puck well these days, but but I think he's probably um, the best in the NHL. And, and you probably live that, Kelly. If there's a strength in your game, you can't shy away from it if, if you have a bad night or two. Yeah, well, that's right. Yep. Uh, and you know what? I, I've uh, watched Mike for two years, and there will be nights where he's going to turn the puck over simply because he plays it so often. But the one thing about him is that he gets over it immediately. So, as you saw in uh, the game on Saturday, he gave up an early one because of playing the puck, and what, about five minutes later, did the same thing because he's not shy of continuing to try it. That communication you're talking about, Reed, is key. So when Mike Smith comes out and he's going to play the puck, uh, it's your job as a skater, not only the defenseman, but as a skater, to get open. If that means... Uh, taking a couple extra hard strides back so that he can find you. Maybe you're out by the opposition's blue line and uh, there's not a clear lane. Maybe you can find a way, move five feet closer, and maybe he can find you that way. So one of the things also he discussed with me, and Oiler fans will get used to this, if he's not having a very busy night, you'll notice that he'll start playing the puck even more, and that's his way of staying in the game. And I thought that's a pretty clever way to uh, keep your mind sharp because I know for me, I was one of those goalies like most, I didn't get very many work or very much work. Boy, did my mind ever wander and it could be a real battle in there. So 
Uh, I think over the course of this year, Oilers fans are really going to come to appreciate how well he can play the puck and how beneficial it is to the team. Kelly Rudy joining us on Inside Sports. All right, James Neal, those highlights have been almost on a loop <laughs> the last 22 hours here on 630 Shed. The four-goal game, he has six on the season, had seven all of last year. Uh, in Calgary, I, I, I mean, look, I don't know what he's going to wind up with. I, I, I thought he could definitely get in the high teens. We'll see where he goes from here. Uh, Lucic has uh, Lucic leads the league in penalty minutes for the Calgary Flames. That they're going to be linked because of this trade, but uh, you know, Neil and certainly on the power play, Kelly proving he can still be an effective scorer. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I talked to a couple people. Uh, before the season, and I told him I wouldn't be surprised if James Neal scores between 20 and 30. Um, you know, it, it's going to dry up at some point, but uh, uh, he is an excellent goal scorer. He loves to score. He's one of those guys, and I talked to Luke Robitaille yesterday. They were in Calgary, and we were just talking about players today and uh, uh, just some of the things, some of the qualities that uh, we had back in the day and some of the same qualities players have today. Certain guys just love to do certain things. Like Luke Robitaille absolutely loved to score. Now, everybody does, but he loved it even more than everybody else. And that's kind of like James Neal. He really, really, really uh, feels rewarded when he scores. So I'm not surprised. And for Lucic here in Calgary, I think he'll find some of his offensive game back. But nonetheless, he has been a force. Like he, he, I think he kind of changed the game yesterday. So did Matthew Kachuk. That was awesome watching that battle between he and Doughty. But Lucic, there was a time in the second period where the Flames still weren't playing well. In fact, they had a horrible first period, one of the worst first periods I've ever seen at the NHL level. And uh, he turned it on in the second. He was a big physical force. Uh, McDerm- big Curtis McDermott went after him a couple times. They had a fight, and then I think four minutes and 42 seconds after the fight, the Flames finally scored their first goal, and they were able to end up tying it late in the third. But Lucic has done everything they've asked of him right now, and so far his teammates love him for the way in which he's uh, protecting everybody. Well, that was an interesting game. You mentioned how poor the Flames were in the first period. They eventually fell behind 3-0, came back to tie it, and then Drew Doughty gets the overtime goal, and, uh, you know, when I, I, I didn't see it live. I saw the highlight, and I was sort of seeing some of the reaction on social media. And I thought, okay, he probably, you know, gave a little gesture to the crowd. But I was like, no, that was that was some extended taunting by Drew Doughty. I mean, he, he looked right up into the glass. He was shouting, and he got mobbed by his teammates. And obviously skating on the ice, he gave it the, uh, I, I can't hear you or I'm enjoying right. hearing you. What, what, what did you think of all that? I just love it. I think, uh, you know, when Kachuk and Doughty, when they're getting ready to play, there's such hatred between the two of them, and it's real, and it just translates into a really energetic game and a game with some passion. And, you know, those two guys, the, one, the beautiful thing about watching those two guys, so throughout the day you can see it ramping up, but those two guys can do it. Like, they don't, they don't, they're not all mouth, and then when it comes to action, then they're then they're terrible. Those two guys had fantastic games. Matthew had uh, two goals and an assist. Doughty had the game winner and two assists. And so, and then I heard them uh, uh, both talking after the game, post game. It was awesome. Doughty's, you know, he, he's talking about how good he is and uh, how good Matthew Kachuk is, but kind of wants it to rest. Matthew Kachuk 
No, no, we're at round two because they're in uh, L.A., I think, in a couple of weeks. And so he was uh, looking forward to that. It's just excellent for the game of hockey when there's some hatred in it. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. And I don't think they, they crossed the line. I mean, they didn't get too personal or insulting. But, uh, nope. yeah. A little bit of a rivalry or a little bit of it. Because mo- so many players won't admit it, or they won't admit it until after their careers, and then they're retired for five years, and they say, you know what, I actually hated that guy. I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. It builds, up, uh, it builds up the hype a little bit. We didn't even yeah. talk about Connor McDavid and uh, Leon Dreisaitl, who are... <laughs> I mean, McD- wow. that was like the quietest three assists ever for McDavid last night. Because the guy gets... It, you know, it'd be like if, if you got a shutout when you played and Gretzky got right? six points and no one's talking about Kelly Rudy. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you're, you're so lucky to have those two guys to watch every night. Um, just uh, I was talking to a bunch of people again yesterday at the morning skate uh, about McDavid and uh, just how it seems, I don't know, five times a night. I'm sitting in my office in my house in Calgary watching, and five times a night when he's playing, I get right out of my seat and walk closer to the TV monitor because it's so special. Kelly, thanks for fitting us in. I know you had a long day of travel. I'm sure you have a long list of restaurants you need to visit tonight in Dallas. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> okay, you got it. Thanks, Reese. Hey, bud. Uh, it's Kelly Rudy. Always a pleasure to uh, have on the show. Uh, you know, Kelly was uh, obviously outgoing when he played. He's uh, outgoing and sometimes uh, outspoken as a as a commentator as well. So he didn't mind the uh, the Drew Doughty theatrics. Some some of you some of you probably did. Well, actually, Oilers fans probably minded it a little, little less because it, it happened against the Flames. You can reach out to me tonight by texting six thirty six thirty. You can call seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. James writes in. He says, "Hey, Reed Neal could surpass." his goal total from last year as early as tomorrow. That is very true. That would be something. Uh, the Big L says, hey, Reed, great start. Even better is having a GM with a solid big picture understanding of the game. Compared to his predecessor, Holland's method of researching players is almost academic, and especially with a tight cap space in mind. I liked uh, Todd McClellan and don't think it would have uh, changed things much if he remained, but what Tippett does well so far is utilize the roster. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply very effectively. Well, you'll hear hear some comments from Dave Tippett coming up after the break about team play and uh, where he thinks the Oilers are at. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Don Unum of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, so we have... The Oilers tomorrow in New Jersey, 3.30 face-off show, game at 5. We'll have a doubleheader on Saturday, starting at 9.30 with the Oilers face-off show, game against the Rangers at 11. 3.30 countdown to kickoff, and then Eskimos and Lions at 5. Lions defensive back, former Eskimo Aaron Grimes, will join us later on tonight. 
Uh, Helen of the North says, uh, Reed Kelly needs to do a segment, Where to Eat on the Road. He would be very good at that. Guy RC texting in says, Eric Francis's comments were embarrassing and Kelly Rudy just doubled down on it. Lucic and his fighting is a game changer because Lucic is off the ice for five minutes. Rudy is such a Flames homer, loves to carry water for that team. That's from Guy. Guy, uh, completely disagree. I think Kelly's very fair. Uh, and also, you know, don't forget, Kelly grew up in Edmonton. I think he would love to see the Oilers succeed. I think he uh, he gives his opinion, and he's very good at it. If you don't like it all the time, sorry to hear that. But uh, I think Kelly's very fair. Uh, Daniel from Cochrane says, do you think Neil plays a lot like Ryan Smith did? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I think that they obviously can both score goals from in tight. I might give Neil the edge on his on his mid-range shot, but uh, yeah, that's an interesting comparison. Dave Tippett, after practice today in Newark, New Jersey, a little bit on team play. I think the players have done a really good job of they want to play like a team. They want to have a team mindset and play like a team where everybody's contributing right from the top right to the bottom. So, we've, you know, there's some tactical stuff that you can talk about, different stuff that you want to do. But uh, our biggest thing, we've got, a, we've got a group that's willing to work really hard and players that are willing to play to their strengths. And, you know, our staff is trying to put those people in position so those strengths, they can be good at those strengths. And, uh, you know, we played three games. First two, there was uh, some inconsistency in what, what we were trying to accomplish, but I like the fact that we... You know, we were just all right and still won. And then last night, I thought we were really strong. Like, it was, that was by far our best game uh, from everybody in the lineup. All right, so the team practice today. Uh, Josh Archibald, uh, it sounds like he's going to play tomorrow. Alex Chason starting to feel better as well. Not sure if uh, he will be in. They're going to have to make some sort of a roster move, though, if they activate Archibald. But you'll hear more from Tippett throughout the show. Eskimos Coaches Show is at 7.30 tonight, usually on uh, on Mondays, but we were moved over Monday because of uh, that federal uh, election uh, talking over each other thing that the leaders had. We're going to give away... Uh, here's what we'll do. We'll have two winners right now. You'll answer a trivia question off-air, so call into Kellen with your answer. Four-pack of tickets for the Eskimos and Lions on Saturday. The last oiler to have a hat trick against the New York Islanders was who? It happened on November 25th, 1989. This man is not in the Hall of Fame, okay? So which oiler had a hat trick against the Islanders in November of 1989? First two right answers will uh, each get a four-pack, 780-496-0063. We'll also talk some Golden Bears hockey. Ryan Rehill, new captain of the Golden Bears. Another showdown with their old rivals, the Saskatchewan Huskies, on the weekend. For all the news and expert opinion, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30, Chad. Sabers leading the Canadians 3-2 late in the second period. No score. Devils and Flyers after the first. Later, Kings play the Canucks. The Cardinals have finished off the Braves in Game Five of their NLDS. 13-1 the final. The Cardinals scored 10 runs in the top of the first game between the Dodgers and the Nationals. About to get underway. Trade in the CFL today. Zach Kalaros goes from Toronto to Winnipeg for a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick. The third-rounder will become a first. 
if he re-signs in Winnipeg. Winnipeg uh, struggling lately. Matt Nichols will be out for the season. Chris Strevler is uh, a dangerous running quarterback. Hasn't been very good as a passer. So they're trying to see if Kalaros will cure their offense. Edmonton Oil Kings in action tonight, taking on Moose Jaw. That game just getting underway. Oh, and a note for the BC Lions, who are here to play the Eskimos on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Saturday at 5, Lamar Durant, very good receiver. He is going to be out for the season with a foot injury. Oilers and Devils tomorrow here on 6.30. Chad. Okay, so we uh, this, was, this has turned out to be a good trivia question. So the last Oiler to get a hat trick against the New York Islanders was who on November 25th, 1989? We actually had somebody text in the right answer, and usually I will say you have to call in. I'm not going to sort through all the texts, but because no one's getting it right, uh, to the individual who texted it in, hopefully you're, you're going to be at, answer your phone and get the Eskimos tickets because we're going to give one of the four packs to you. We still have another one up for grabs. We have had guesses that have included Tikkanen, Messier, Hughes, Anderson, Graves, and Murphy. Well, I said it is not a Hall of Famer. So Messier and Anderson, you can take right out of there. The other guesses, interesting guesses, none of those, none of those guys. Now, Kellen, you were saying somebody got it right, but then at the last minute said that they couldn't go to the game. Yeah. So they pulled out a contention. All right. So 780-496-0063. Somebody else is calling in to try. This guy, well, he's still in the Edmonton area, if that helps at all. Maybe that'll help a little bit. He's in uh, He's in very good shape. Still looks like he could play. I don't know if that helps at all. But this was the last guy before Neil last night to get a hat trick against the Islanders. You can also text 630-630. The Big L says, uh, Reed, Kelly Rudy is not a homer. He loves restaurants all over North America. Big L, great point. You're on uh, You're on target yet again. Rocket says, uh, if I'm Milan Lucic, I am secretly thinking, are you kidding me? James Neal, got to be hard to ignore. Love the bottom six last game. Felt that performance from them. Just helped all other aspects of the game. Zone time is so big. Well, the what the depth players could do for the Oilers, that's one of the storylines this season. They haven't scored. Nygaard got a goal. Yurcho made a nice setup to Nurse. So they're going to have to hit the... If, if, here's the thing. If the Oilers are going to be a very good or excellent team, and maybe excellent's going to be a stretch, but if they're going to be a very good team, they'll need scoring from the bottom six. If they're going to be a good team, they're at least going to need zone time from the bottom six. And they did that last night. Mike and Al are the winners, and the correct answer was Norm Lacombe. So there you go. All of a sudden, we got a rash of calls. People must have been looking it up the last few minutes. If the Oilers are going to be a good team, be able to push for the playoffs, maybe squeak into the playoffs, then they're going to have to have at least a good bottom six, get the occasional goal, but at the very least, get some zone time and forecheck and kill penalties. And they did that last night. I thought Riley Shane had a good game as he came back into the lineup. I thought Kara had his better game of the season. Patrick Russell, he's been really good through the preseason and the two games he's played. He's, he's safe with the puck, makes a smart play. Has It looked like he has decent enough puck skills. He made a couple of good passes last night. Gaetan Haas appears to be coming all, along a little bit on the fourth line. I, I think we'd like to see a little more of Granlund, and I wonder if he comes out of the lineup if uh, if Archibald plays tomorrow. And, and Nygaard's fast. I mean, the Oilers are faster than last season. They definitely have some more speed in the bottom six. So some encouraging signs 
Hopefully they can keep it going and keep growing. But clearly yesterday was was their best game of the year. So uh, they'll try again against the Devils tomorrow night. By the way, uh, James Neal was uh, asked about Milan Lucic. He knows they're going to be linked. Obviously, he's a uh, you know he's a great guy and uh, well liked uh, teammate around here. I think. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate him. He, he had to waive his no-trade clause for us to switch spots, so I thank him for that. And I think, we, obviously, we just both needed a, a fresh start. Obviously, struggled here. I struggled in Calgary, and I think, um, you know, Calgary needed a guy like him to, to come in there. And, um, you know, he's uh, he's a guy that can score goals, but he's a guy that can can play physical. And, um, you know, he's well-respected in that regard. And, obviously, he probably takes on one of the tougher guys last night in, uh, in McDermott. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great player. All right, a little bit there from James Neal. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your Furnace Replacement Specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or check them out online, FurnaceFamily.com. Dave Tippett, uh, this is you guys are going to love this clip. Dave Tippett was asked about uh, who's his starting goalie going to be tomorrow. Uh, you ask if they want to play. Both of them usually say yes, and then you've got to pick one. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, both guys would like to play, and then I'll I'll make a choice. That's really good. I would think, I don't know, I, I'm going to think they go back with Smith tomorrow, Koskinen Saturday, Smith Monday. I mean, I think they'll alternate on the road trip, but uh, Dave Tippett will make the call. We'll uh, have a little more on the Oilers as we move along. I want to bring this gentleman in. He and his teammates have a big weekend series. They played a couple of games against American opponents last weekend. The uh, new captain of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team, graduate of the Maple Leaf Athletic Club here in Edmonton, Ryan Rehill. Ryan, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Doing very well. It's great to have you on the show. Always good to talk some Golden Bears hockey, and congratulations to you on being named captain of the Golden Bears. What does that mean to you? Uh, it definitely means a lot. Um, I think about the the two captains that I've had since I've been with the program, and Brennan uh, Yadlowski and Riley Kieser, and both were exceptional leaders and, and very good players and people as well so i hope that uh that i can uh you know join that prestigious group of, of captains of the bears and then do a good job what kind of a leader are you how would you describe yourself as a captain uh, i'm a pretty vocal guy um on and off the ice i think i'm definitely a vocal leader and um uh, i definitely pride myself on my work ethic as well so i think i lead by example as well all right. Well, you guys uh, started your Canada West season, and then you played a couple of exhibition games against NCAA opponents uh, over the weekend. Tell me just a little bit about that that road trip and and uh, playing Duluth and playing St. Cloud. What were those those games like? How would you describe the differences or similarities between U Sports teams and NCAA teams? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a fun trip, and it's always um, cool going into a different environment. Uh, playing those NCAA teams, get to see a couple of different buildings and um, get to play some different teams that we don't always play in the Canada West. Um, I think it's a good experience for us. Uh, two very good teams, uh, top quality NCAA teams, uh, Minnesota Duluth won their national championship last year. So it's cool to, to see some, some new opponents and face some new challenges with all the travel we did. But um, overall, a really good experience in, in that state's trip. Was one of those games on, the, on Olympic-sized ice? Uh, yeah, the St. Cloud game, they have a Olympic-sized arena there. How, how did you find that? Had you played on that width of a surface before? 
Uh, it's definitely a little different. Um, I think both the Calgary teams have bigger ice here in our conference, but uh, maybe not quite as big. So it's a different challenge. Um, we didn't get the result we wanted, didn't play as well as we wanted to, but it was definitely a good experience to, to play those guys on that side of the rink. All right. This weekend, it's uh, a, a weekend series that it doesn't need much promotion. People just see it on the schedule and they're like, yep, that's the one. Uh, it's happening early this season. You got the Saskatchewan Huskies. Give me your take on this rivalry. Uh, yeah, it's it's obviously been a big rivalry for, for a lot of years now. And even just looking back previous, uh, we've met them in the Canada West Finals the past three years. So, like you said, it doesn't need much promotion. Um, you know, we always want to beat them every time we play them. So it's going to be uh, definitely a fun and uh, entertaining, hard-fought weekend coming up. All right. Uh, for you, I mean, you, you grew up in uh, in Edmonton. You went to the Kamloops Blazers. You were drafted by the New Jersey Devils. I think you got one game in the American Hockey League. Was that, is that what, uh, what happened at the end of your Kamloops career? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. All right, and then uh, and then to the U of A. Tell me a little bit about the decision to come to the to the U of A. Obviously, I'm sure you would have had pro opportunities. So, uh, what led you to the, to the path to be a Golden Bear? Uh, yeah, I didn't get signed by New Jersey, and ended up going to spring camp with the Dallas Stars, and didn't really get contract offers that I wanted. So, kind of made the decision pretty late. I think close to August or end of July there um, to come to school and the only school that I was really talking to was the U of A you know I wanted to come to the program I knew about the history of winning and and the culture they had here and uh, the benefit of getting a stay at home was also a, a big factor for me so that's kind of how I based my decision and haven't regretted it for a second um, I've enjoyed every minute that I've spent here um, both with the team and in school it's it's great opportunities that we get to get an education and to to further our hockey careers as well you know it's it's definitely not a place where you know careers come to die there's definitely opportunities to play after we get our degrees and and pro opportunities that way so um yeah that's kind of how i based my decision to come to u of a well it leads me well into the next question which is basically a third of your roster from last season wound up uh wound up going pro there are guys with opportunities in the ahl uh, some going overseas khl uh, i think a couple guys went to china so first of all i mean that, that must be pretty cool but you, you and i know some of those guys were graduating but some left the left the program early so what's it, what's it like seeing those guys going to play pro but then there's also all this changeover on your roster too uh, yeah, I think the changeover is kind of inevitable. I look back to the first year that uh, us 95 uh, players came in with our recruiting class, and it was kind of similar. We had a big recruiting class of, I think, 12 or 13 guys. And, you know, I think going into that year, uh, a lot of people had some doubts about how we would perform and, and how the team would do, but we proved some people wrong in, in making it and winning the Canada West final and making it to nationals with, same as this year, about half the team being the recruits. So, I think it's just kind of how the cycle works. Um, like you said, there was guys that, that left the program to go play pro that didn't graduate, that just ended up leaving early. But I still think that's a positive for us. Um, you know, in recruiting guys, they, they see guys moving on and getting good pro opportunities after playing a couple of years, and, and they want the, the opportunity to do that as well. So it allows us to bring in top uh, top talent and character guys, which is what we brought in this year. So I think it's I think it's going to be another good year for us. Brian, all the best this weekend against the Huskies. Thanks for making time for us. Yeah, thank you very much. Ryan Rehill, captain of the Golden Bears hockey team. We discuss this every year on this show. Great ticket to go see them play at Claire Drake Arena. No better weekend 
when the Saskatchewan Huskies come to town. If you have time, if you're inclined to check it out, 7 o'clock Friday and Saturday, a bitter, biddle, a biddle, a bitter, bitter rivalry. You, uh, you may remember the shenanigans by the Huskies in the last minute of their showdown at the University Cup last season. Seems to happen sometimes. It'll be good. It'll be good this weekend at Claire Drake. Well, this is a treat. We haven't heard from John for a couple of weeks. What's going on, John? Oh, gee, John. You know, uh, Reed, um, I, I don't know if you realized it, but you kind of insulted me last night on the show. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a graduate of the Sir Vincent Boys School for Wayward Kids, and I wasn't ever good enough to make their sports team. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that, John. <laughs> You know, I thought I was listening to the leadership debate last night. I love it when Rob just gets all ramped up. That was good entertainment. Well, glad you enjoyed it. Listen, I was just wondering, is there any news on Trevor Harris? I Kilgore's ho- playing. Kilgore's playing. He is. Oh, yeah, that's what Dave Campbell told me this afternoon. Okay, I kind of was hoping maybe we'd pick up Calaris. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I don't have a lot of confidence going into this Saturday. No, well, and I wonder how the Eskimos are feeling too. Uh, I mean, it's 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 tough. They look like a pretty uh, rattled and, and tentative team. So, but but we'll see. You know what? The the Eskimos have uh, their wins have come against teams below them in the standings. BC has two wins against Toronto, two against Ottawa, and one against Montreal. So both teams are kind of in the same boat. So we'll see how it shakes out on the field. Yeah, you know, our, our defense might have to win us a game. So I hope they play well. All right, see you, John. Good talking to you. All right, 780-496-0063. We're going to go to the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. Many of you thrilled with James Neal's four-goal output last night against the New York Islanders, and I'm sure this gentleman, one of them, Chris Sheets from Kissing Country 103.9. Chris, what would you think of that, buddy? I uh, was very excited. I was more excited than my wife was. She's <laughs> like, like why, why are you so excited? You know, as Oilers fans, let's face it, we get way too high, we get way too low. <laughs> and last night was a high night, wasn't it, Reed? It was good. They, well, they they oh. they played well. They they, they oh. checked well, uh, and you know the the guy he finished his chances. So you know so what? It's I, good. You know, as exciting as uh, James Neal is, I, I tweeted about it after the game. I said I was more excited about just watching when we get hemmed in our own end. Everybody just stays in their position and, and keeps everybody to the outside. Like what a what a really cool concept, and and, and it's it's working. There's really a. Exci- there's a yeah, I'm site. About it. There's a site called Natural Stat Trick, and yeah. I realize it's not for everybody. And some of these, uh, some of these advanced stats aren't for everybody. Sometimes I look, I look at, and, and they track what they call high definition chance or high high definition, yeah. high danger chances. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of TVs, high danger chances. So of all the high danger chances in the Oilers game so far, they have 56 percent of them. 
So yeah. they're getting they're getting more than they're giving up, and obviously they're they're finishing more than they're allowing. So so far so good. You can't yeah, be better exactly. than three and zero after three games. Hey, no, it's exciting. And and you know what? And if you're going to talk about what I'm doing here, and honestly, we had a great morning on the field at Brickfield. Uh, we had uh, a ton of donations come in, and, and Kelly from the whole mission said. I wonder if the James Neal factor had anything to do with it. Like, people were just in a good mood this morning, you know? <laughs> they, really, they really were. Yards uh, for Hope. Where yeah. where are you right now, and where how when do you hope to arrive at your destination? Well, ironically, I'm standing right at the center field. We're, uh, we're literally $55,000 in. So if we've done this for four years now, every yard represents a thousand dollars so so far fifty five thousand dollars has been raised for this amazing cause uh the hope mission again it begins with a meal and and you can see 20 uh this uh thanksgiving for just 54 dollars and we've been talking to uh, some of the people that have gone through this i know ryan jesperson said it had some on earlier in the day i was talking to Jay Lynn about it we just had shannon come by nine months sober the longest nine not the longest time of sobriety she's had in her adult life and uh she she just says one day at a time but it all started at the mission another fellow stopped by earlier rory 293 days of of uh you know of, of substance uh, free living and it, it, it's just really incredible and it all started with a meal and it started with the shelter that they give these people and it's just i'm just so proud to be a part of it and how can people give chris they need to give, and they can do that right now. They can go to hopemission.com. We've got people standing by for the next five minutes. If you want to talk to somebody and uh, and give them your information, you can do that for five minutes by calling the number. I'd love for you to do that, one 836 4673 but you can also just go online hopemission.com they take all the credit cards it's a tax deductible donation when you're hopefully lucky enough to be with your family and friends this thanksgiving you'll know that you've done your part to provide 1200 meals daily downtown to hungry men women and children that's the other thing children and the shelter we're going to be sleeping here mad and i on the field tonight when there's another minus 12 uh wind chill the shelters are going to be keeping these people warm. 600 of them will be sleeping at the mission tonight because of what you can do. Chris, you're the best. Thanks for filling us in. Great work for the Hope Mission. So, again, hopemission.com. And it was 855-836-4673. Yeah, they got a couple more minutes to call. And if, if you don't get through at that point, go to hopemission.com. Help out if you can. to get uh, our final $55,000 raised as quick as possible, hopefully by tomorrow morning so we can get off the field. See you, Chris. Thanks, Reed. Chris Sheets from Kissing Country 103.9. Such a great guy. And they're moving along one yard at a time. So don't, uh, you know, Chris loves doing that. But he, he wants to get home to his family and be inside at some point, too. We'll break for the 7 o'clock news. Aaron Grimes, former Edmonton Eskimo, now with the Red Hot BC Lions. He'll join us in the next half hour. Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.